If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Can I stroke us off for just a minute? Well, well I'll pull my pants that's, down. Let's that's do twice this. as long as I need. Well, you know. Continue. Uh, you know, I, I feel it's important to stroke our egos off every once in a while. Okay. You know, if, if you're somebody who's just tuned into us uh, in the last, I don't know, 100 episodes or so, we you, may don't be, apologize. you may have missed this, but we it was over a year ago now uh, when this, this big shreds company was uh, dominating the social media platforms and just everybody was wanted to be a part of it. And uh, I believe um, I believe we were the first ones to call bullshit uh, on, on a lot of stuff. And I after we had came out on the radio and started announcing more and more stuff started. And just recently and just I mean, like in the last 60 to 90 days, I would say. I feel like they are just under fire right well, now. Here's, here's Holy what, shit, here's what they're happened. under fire. Here's what happened, just because I want to protect us legally. Right. Uh, we we just we, we call out a lot of companies that exemplify what we don't like in the fitness industry, you know, posting these models and making these outlandish claims and whatever. We've never taken the supplements uh, ourselves, but we're just like, that's, that's just like it's, like, it's like if you're going to talk about fast food, what do you think about McDonald's, right? These were the social media giants. And I think we just made it. Um, we made people who already saw the bullshit like we did, uh, or the like, a little the, more vocal. like the ridiculousness about it. They felt yeah. comfortable now, right? And so now all kinds of people are talking shit and stuff. So I feel kind of bad. I do feel a little bad. I feel a little bad because it wasn't like we our our mission was to try. No, we're not trying to take anybody down. No, 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 we're not doing no. that. We what we were trying to do. They were a perfect example of what we represent. What we represent. What we try and say is like, okay, listen, this is what. You know, companies do, and this, and it was like here. You, here's a perfect example. If you're on Instagram, here's a company. Yeah, we're talking about their advertising, their marketing strategies, which are the, what the fitness industry does, which yeah, is ridiculous. Which, yeah. I mean, they probably own I don't know how many Instagram pages that feed each other and post their athletes, or yeah. you know, talk about this, that, and the other, and take this product because it speeds up your metabolism. Dude, but if your problem. company is a house of cards, eventually it's going to crumble. That's well, not our fault. What's happened is I, you know, and what we're getting tagged. And I mean, now I don't know about you guys, but I, I know every day I get on, and I've probably got thirty to fifty tags of people that are calling out shreds on these uh, things that they've done whether it be you know arvin was a stripper guy before and he's friends with <laughs> mike from whatchamacallit that's from, what people are saying on Instagram. jersey shore like, yeah, yeah uh, they some people have it's been like dirty politics oh all kinds of stuff and, and then uh, sharing like um their their pictures that they're using their transformation pictures on people yeah there's people that are coming forward now and saying that they never gave them the approval to even use those pictures and that the, they, this is all hearsay we're gonna just to be oh, clear yeah, no, this, this is, is all a, hearsay no, we, we don't know if this is accurate but this is what people are tagging us and saying hey stop being so scared we're, you know, uh, so, <laughs> stop being such a pussy huh uh, well i'll tell you exactly I'm, I'm what saying, i'm doing I am, with it. I am saying what i'm being tagged in and what i'm reading i'm not yeah. saying i'm not making any claims i didn't take i didn't run any tests i'm not trying to say the company is this or that i'm telling you all the stuff that I've been reading right. and what people have been tagging yeah. me in are the, these things. I'm yeah. re- I'm reporting, bro. And okay. here here's Stop the, being scared. Yeah, the, the, the painfully obvious. <laughs> like, what I've been doing as far as like tongue in cheek jabs, like you know, created this this alter alternate company pumps right. And why I did that is because it's like satire. Okay, I'm yeah. gonna just be completely clear about that. Yeah, <laughs> some people don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and. And uh, I feel like that's the best way to depict uh, things that are wrong 
uh, and you see this a lot, like with the Colbert Report, and you see this like with with smart uh, um, newscasting or the Onion, or, or you know the, the these things that they, they jab at processes and, and, and things that they see within their industry or their uh, uh, reporting or whatever that's just fucking absurd. Dude, and that's what shreds is. It's absurd. It's, but it but guess what? You know, like I'm jabbing at that purposefully, like tongue in cheek. It's not. It's not harmful. It's not taking names. It's not taking the exact image of you know these athletes that they have. It's not. I'm not. I'm not condemning them. It's not them. Yeah. It's 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 what that represents. Well, it, it's intelligent humor. Some people aren't going to get that. I know, but that's, that's why, why. I had, literally I had to like just say that. No, I know. I'm glad, I'm glad I you, want everybody talk- to know that. I know, I know. A lot of people are, have been confused. And that, I think that's too, that's where people are getting mixed up that we've been getting tagged on all these. It, it is not our style. There are pages out there, I've seen them now, where are solely dedicated to attacking people like right. this. I mean, they're going I don't, out. Like, I don't like being bullied. Yeah, yeah, they're taking pictures. They're zooming in on all the all the athletes. That all are the Photoshopping. All the Photoshopping that's happening and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And you know, hey, to each their own. If you're going to do that and get after and fuck it, get them. Cause them hell. But that's not our style. That's not yeah, where... That's your thing. Our, our thing was to make people aware, to have some fun with it, laugh about it. Um, I just think it's kind of funny because I before we started doing that, I don't know, over a year ago... I didn't see anything start coming, and now you just—it's—they're being bombarded. Oh, right? dude, it, right. this is the beginning. We call it the revolution. This is the beginning. People are starting to call out the bullshit in the industry, and it's not just them. It's not just that company. It's lots of other companies. Yeah. People are calling it out. People are starting to say, "Hold on a second. Uh, you know, you don't take the supplements you're pushing. We know what you take, and that's not what make you look that way. And we know these pictures are fake." And People are angry, dude. Body creams aren't going to give you fat loss, you know. <laughs> Bro, like, shut the fuck people up. are fucking angry, and they they should be angry. They've been lied to, and they've been ripped off, and they feel like shit, and people's metabolisms are screwed up, and they've been getting these freaking stupid diet plans from these idiots that should not... We had someone on the forum the other day. I'm not going to call out any names, uh, but they got a, 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 a diet plan from one of these uh, quote-unquote athletes. They're not fucking athletes. Um, <laughs> I'll call them idiots. And they sent them this diet plan, and I looked at this, and I'm like, this is fucking insane. This is going to make you eat 250 grams of protein a day, and you're a 130-pound female. Uh, you're, this, is gonna, this is horrible. This is bad for you. I mean, how is this even legal? It's craziness. It's crazy to me, and it's, it's all backfiring. It's technically yeah. not legal. Yeah, it isn't. You, you can't right, do that. Right. We can't, you, unless you're a, a registered dietitian, you can't be giving out nutrition you can't give out like that that's why right. i mean it was one of the reasons why even when we created our nutrition guide that's a guide that it's a guide yes. it's a guide to help people that's you know. an excellent point that's that's something that like a lot of people don't understand the the distinctive difference there like that, that's why you do have to be careful if you're not a registered dietitian if you're not a nutrition like certified nutritionist you got to be really careful about the the vocabulary you use and and especially if you're going to prescribe like a macronutrient ratio, I think I think uh, they the legally you can guide, right? Uh, but right. you can't prescribe. Like if you're coaching and you're yeah. saying this is from my experience, this is what I yeah. But the verbiage is very important. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's very very few very few uh, quote unquote trainers uh, take that step to do that to say, hey, I'm I am not a nutritionist. I'm not this. This is what I follow. This is this is something you could try or whatever. no one no one says it like that. They say, here's your meal plan. You know what's yeah. funny? Here's your meal plan. Exactly. These people have zero business prescribing uh, diet. They have just as equal business prescribing workout. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know. It's the same. It's exactly the same. They're prescribing shit. 
They're prescribing you crap. They know exercises and they know what proteins, fats, and carbs are. And that is what their qualifications are to tell you what to eat and what to do. And then when it comes to supplements, they don't know what the fuck that's in the bottles that they're selling either. You, you asked them. I, I went on one of these pages a while ago and I was asking the guy legitimate like questions about the ingredients of their supplements. Like, well, what does this do? How does this work? And you could tell the guy was going off the script and had no idea what I, what, what I was talking about. Oh, it's yeah. scary, man, and people are taking this to well, buy the bottle. Though the next question is, I, I wonder when we see. So we're starting to see the backlash with the uh, with the supplements uh, and a little bit of the nutrition side. Uh, when's the backlash going to be on these workout programs? These ridiculous workout. It follows. Programs? It's following. Yeah, I, I I think that's a that's after. You know, we'll go through all this stuff first. But I don't know how many people you know inbox me or tell me that you know, oh, I bought so-and-so some you know fitness celebrities you know regimen or workout and oh i've been following it you know i've gotten pretty good results off of it but now i've plateaued really hard and i'm like well yeah no shit i've seen their i've seen their regimen man like you how are you going to progress from that once you once you get adapted to that i mean unless you're a maniac or you got an extra hour you can put in every single day to the gym like it's going to be tough to continue to evolve from that and there's no thought process thought process behind a lot of these programs that are designed it it doesn't even deserve to be called a program you know it's a it's a workout that it's a list of exercises it's a hardcore workout it's a wad yeah, it's a wad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Great. Ha- that's had, a great term for it. It's just a yeah, fucking wad. It's a, a wad of shit is what it is. It's a I wad of shit. I created it in my pants. Well, yeah. here's here's something. So we just aired an episode. You just totally reminded me of this. We just aired an episode where we interviewed Craig Caperso. Yeah. And Craig, you know, he's been dieting real hard. Poor guy's trying to lose muscle as well as fat, trying to make weight. And he uh, was referring to workout programs as ice cream flavors. And he said uh, he had referred to maps as a, oh, it's just a different ice cream flavor. Um, I would like to uh, clarify that's absolutely that's false. Um, if maps, in fact, is an ice cream flavor, it's fucking delicious and it's the best one you want to eat every single day. <laughs> that's exactly right. But the, the forum, but the, but the truth is, and it's funny because all of our forum members that heard that episode got yeah. angry when he said that. Yeah. And we tried to clarify a little bit on the episode, but we want to be respectful to our guests. Yeah, of course. But the reality is this: uh, maps was created with. Uh, uh, excellent programming from three trainers with lots of experience. Uh, it's concepts. There are sample workouts in there, but what we leave in there and what we encourage is modifications based off of individual goals, preferences, and right. how your body responds. That's the key. That's the kicker that really and, makes it. Yeah, and we consider like corrective, uh, uh, adv- like corrective exercises in, in ways to pers- like get that w- uh, intertwined into the into the programming from a subtle perspective, but also like we're addressing things in each one of these phases that's very specific. Right. And this is why people have had overwhelming success with this program, over with all of our programs, because we we make sure to include that so that if somebody sees something that, you know, this exercise isn't right for me, there's a method in a way utilizing the concepts that we we understand we put in the program for them to modify and for them to put into their own program. Well, and so people is- have excellent results. What's the number one thing we see on these testimonials? People, what are people saying? I was went from working out six days a week in the gym mm-hmm. to being in the gym three days a week, and I've had better results in the last three months than I had in the previous five years. Well, it's like it's like steering people right back to you know a lot of like sound reason and logic, you know, and it's like that 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 hasn't been sexy for a long time, 
And I feel like, you know, the, even just the proper programming for rest periods and recovery and, you know, mobility and, and, and things, how to move the body properly, uh, you know, how to address things, uh, how to really pay attention to your body and what you're doing, uh, how you're responding, how we then uh, pull you out of this specialty that we're trying to focus on as far as an adaptation goes, how we're, we're moving you into the next one. So it's like this constant evolution that your body's going through. Uh, like, I don't I don't see that in any other thing I've seen. No, no, no. no th- that's why the. I know that's why I fired everybody up with the whole ice cream comments about that poor Craig, you know, got got roasted on our forum because of that. That's another thing, too, is that we knew that we had to create a, a platform somewhere, too, where we could create this community where people could come in and share the challenges they may be having or issues that they have with their body and leave all this room for modification and evolution to everything that we've created. So not only is there all this science to what we're specifically doing in each in each and every phase, plus abilities to modify things. Then on top of that, there's a community where you can come and share, hey, I've been going through this, I feel this, I notice this, or does anybody have uh, something like this that works well for them? And there, it started with us giving all the answers, but we've built this community now of intelligent, like-minded people that have gone through mm-hmm. and have either gone through all of our programs, have listened to all the mind pumps, have starting to read studies on the self. Now you've got all these really smart people that understand it and are learning how to program design for themselves and are giving each other advices and tips. Dude, and- we have something like uh, almost 100 trainers on the forum. I mean, mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of trainers. And then they now are programming workouts for their clients based on some of the comment, uh, concepts. And they're getting great results. You can see some of these testimonials at mindpumpmedia.com. Uh, oh, that's right. Dev's trying to put those up. They're there. all up yeah. there now. Yeah. So, oh, that's, They're not all up there. I know they're Well, no, still... there's a lot that are on there, yeah, I should no. say. So anyway. Hey, uh, wait. Did you hear that? What? It's a motherfucking qual. Whoa, that was, oh. ma- that was majestic. <laughs> it's the motherfucking qual. <laughs> yeah. Bring it. Bring it, Doug. All right. Beginning with Dom Dima. How do you recommend integrating mobility into a workout program mm. since we talk about mobility so much? You paint it green. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was <laughs> Absolutely. A, this was a major factor that uh, we put in uh, green maps, uh, a.k.a. maps performance. This was something, this is uh, really, uh, you know, me and Adam have a decent understanding of mobility, but this is really Justin's expertise. And um, he, I mean, he we made sure to, you know, just drain his brain of all the information and knowledge he has on this. And it's an integral part of the program. If you're incorporating mobility into your workout, um, you know, as I've now, uh, as I knew before, but also as I've learned even more as I've gone, uh, gone along and continued uh, working with these fine gentlemen, mobility uh, should be a part of your programming. It should not be thrown in after the fact, after I've right. injured myself or whatever. So um, I would say uh, do mobility type movements almost every single workout. You know, so yeah, absolutely, and and that's that's true. It, it became one of those things for me that was even more of a priority uh, as I got older, and and it's true. Like like if you want to listen to people that have gone through all this experience, and uh, you you acquire a lot of wisdom, and so this is one of the sort of insights that I had as far as um, training intensity goes. Like so. Uh, this is this is where I also see a, a, an issue when I see people like so focused on intensity, and I see things like CrossFit where maybe they do incorporate mobility, but what they're doing is they're trying to compensate for that. So what they're doing is they're going super high demand, but now I can 
I can actively re- mobility the shit out of myself to get back to doing it, you know, as opposed to mm, uh, interesting point. Yeah, so it's like this. So they use it like band aid. That's you know? right. Yeah, it's like a band aid that they're trying to put on their their high intensity, like over demanding type of a, a regiment. And whereas for me, it's it's this is really an important aspect of fitness that I feel like I finally um, uh, has really communicated to me being an ex athlete um, that I wish I would have had. Uh, prior knowledge to when I was playing, I would have benefited a lot more from it because uh, my performance would have been so much more impactful when I needed it, right? I'm not trying to uh, <clears throat> get myself in a position where I'm just always going for that demanding uh, intensity and I'm, I'm always trying to achieve like another PR like every single time. Uh, I want to do it when I need it. And so, like, that was something within the program where, you know, we're, we're implementing, sure, there's, there's demanding workouts. You know, there's demanding workouts. But now, you know, the overall um, prescription for, like, how we, we designate our, our intensity days versus, you know, our days where we're focused more on mobility being strength and flexibility, I'm, I'm trying to increase range of motion. I'm, I'm also in the mindset of... Uh, how can I improve my movement? How can this translate to uh, my body functioning on demand at an even greater rate than it's ever been? So, That's an interesting point. So uh, here's what I get out of this. Uh, mo- some, a lot of most people, actually, most people confuse mobility training for corrective exercise. Mm-hmm. They're different. Yep. Corrective exercise is to correct an imbalance that is there. Uh, maybe chronic pain, that's and that's point. that's also very important. But you only use corrective exercise when a problem starts to arise. Mobility is to prevent you from getting there, and mobility is to improve performance. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. The difference is one you inject. That's perfectly put. So. Yeah. So one is there to you inject uh, to fix a, a chronic issue, and one is there to present prevent chronic issues from happening and to improve performance. So mobility should always be there, and it can be as simple as. Uh, let's say I did five sets of heavy squats. It could be as simple as going super light on the sixth set and going really low and holding it down there and coming up into a full range of motion. That's a an example of a mobility squat where I lighten the load way down. If I'm squatting 400 pounds, I'll go down to 100 pounds, mm-hmm. so way, way less, and I'm doing these really good full range of motion squats at the end. That would be working on mobility for my squats, for example. So that it doesn't have to be super complicated is all I'm saying. And if you think about it too, this is why it's such a nice pairing. Like when we talk about trigger sessions, you know, with the original MAPS anabolic, um, it's just, it's your keeping that signal alive and so that's something that you're still doing a lot of the similar movements that you do in your foundational day but at a way less you know intensity and and what that does it just it it prioritizes that need you know for your body to to respond to that and to overcome that and so you know you you grow stronger as a result excellent well i think the the mobility piece too is something that um it, the science has been around for quite some time. We've known the importance of this. The 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 part that I love that I'm so glad that um, you know Justin worked on this and we and we created Maps Performance was you don't see it very often from a couple guys like us. 
I feel like there's there's two ends of the spectrum. You're either like the meathead buff guy, and that's that's what you talk about. That's the workouts you preach about that. It's all about this. It's all about that, right? And then you have the other extreme, the people that are all into functional moving. And they all look like these hippie fucking yoga guys right. that do all these very cool mobile moves. I mean, they do all this cool shit that's just so neat. But then you look at them and you're like, if you're a guy who wants to be muscular like I want to be, I would look at those guys 10 years ago and I'd be like, I don't. that's cool. He can do that. But I would rather look a certain way or be able to do other things. And so I would never I would never migrate over in that world because I feel like. I would have to do all that and look like that to be that guy. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. There's a way to program design to where you can still have aesthetic goals and be muscular and still have performance type goals and still be functional. Well, here's mm-hmm. the kicker. Right. Here's the kicker. If you incorporate mobility properly, it will increase your ability to build muscle. It will increase your aesthetics. It will not take away from. It will contribute to your aesthetic goals as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not an either or. It's not a takeaway. It's not you're doing that. Doing yeah, a trade. You, you don't need to be. You don't have to turn into some you know hippie guy who that's all he does yeah. is yoga shit and mobility no, stuff. It's another tool that yeah. you should be applying. You know, quite frequently. Absolutely. Janelyn P. What do you think about people who want to do a show just to check it off their bucket lists or? prove that they can do it or uh, to achieve a higher level of fitness? Uh, If you want to do it because it's really something you want to do and you've thought about it for a long time and it's on your bucket list, go ahead and have fun doing it. Go for it. If you're doing it because you think it's going to motivate you to get super fit, uh, I would say don't do that because um, you're more likely to A, develop bad relationship with food from Mm -hmm. the extreme dieting, B, after you achieve that pinnacle of fitness or quote, it's not really a fitness fitness pinnacle, but if you achieve that particular goal, you're going to fall way the fuck off when you're done. You've just finished your competition. The, the, the odds are you're going to go way off the deep end afterwards. And uh, I'm sure as Adam is probably going to go into here in right. just a second, I want to hear Adam's perspective it doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to completely disagree. Um, but I, I do think there's there's some things that I will say that I absolutely loved about competing, and then I'll tell you some things that I think is terrible. I don't think uh, someone should do it at all, period, for any of those reasons. If you don't really know what you're doing or you don't know for sure the person who's guiding you through this really knows what the fuck they're doing. Because then you get all the things that Sal just said. Miserable, put your body through things that are, are not healthy and this... Honestly, the the last 10 days was about the only real unhealthy part of what I did to my body. And to be honest with you, part of me wants to do the show again, do a show again and try and that be it be my goal to get to go all the way to stage time to be almost as healthy as I possibly can since that's what we're supposed to be a representation of. And I believe I can do a pretty good job. Will I get the exact look to win first place? Maybe not, but I think I could present a pretty damn good physique getting very doing it very very healthy. Um but here's here's what I do love about it and what what I what I enjoyed about uh, the whole journey for me. Um, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about uh, a lot of science and a lot of stuff that I kind of already knew. But until I had to apply it to an extreme level, um, I didn't realize how much it things certain things mattered. And wow, what a difference that made when I did this or I didn't do that. And I, I became very in tune and aware of of my body. So I, I think um, I would actually highly recommend it to everybody who has that a mental approach into it, which is I'm going to go into this one. I'm going to be guided by somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. And it, I either trust 100 percent or I'm educated enough to do it myself. 
And I'm going to take myself to that level because you, when you get down to a ridiculously low body fat percentage, although that would not be a healthy place to sustain or stay there for a long time, you'll learn a lot about your body. You learn a lot about your, your, uh, your mentality. You learn a lot um, from that. And I, I think there's a lot of cool things to take away from it. Um, but then there's a lot of ways you can fuck that up. Yeah, I think that's a great distinctive point that you made there because like me knowing this person that actually asked the question too, like she came to me having gone to the wrong type of a coach and having metabolic damage as a result and having like all this, this pain and, and uh, uh, things to deal with as a result of her experience with that. So I think that uh, a lot of that is like throwing uh, the caution flag out there to uh, knowing that you're in good hands. And so that's a great point to bring up because, you know, it, of course, like th there's this like there's this drive that we all have, I think, to compete in something. And uh, I think any time that you put yourself out into a situation where you're going to have to face uh, adversity and you're going to have to really challenge yourself in new levels. Like, I mean, working out, we do that in a sense, if, if we really get into it and there's nothing wrong with that. And in, in fact, it's, it's, it's healthy for us to, to, to do that, to compete and things. Uh, but I, I do, I do definitely throw caution out there with, with that simple fact alone that there there's coaches out there that will really hurt you. And, and there's like a long process to recover from that. And, and we're just now like with training with her, it's really becoming more apparent on, uh, how important recovery periods are, how important, uh, uh you know, eating nourishing foods are and, uh, uh, you know, all that sort of thing. So well, think about it like this Think If you wanted to, uh, be an Indy 500 car racer. You wanted to race Indy cars. Uh, that sounds like a lot of fun even to me right now. And I can drive a car. So just because you can drive a car does not mean that you're ready to go race race an Indy car by any means. And if you are going to get into racing an Indy car, you better fucking make sure that the person that you hire to teach you actually races the car and just doesn't know how to change the tires for the car. And that's what I see when I see like all these coaches. You got all these coaches that can change wheels to a fucking race car, but have never gotten in a race car themselves and actually know. And even if they have been in a race car, they've sat in the race car, but they don't know the mechanics of the race car. They don't understand how the car works. And if it were to break down, they wouldn't truly know how to fix the car. They, they got just, the manual passed to them. Yeah, exactly. But they never actually worked on the or engine. They, or they sat them in. They sat them in the car and they went around in circles and they and they they got good at de or got decent at doing it or whatever like that. But they really have no idea of how the the mechanics of this vehicle yeah. works. Our go. bodies are like that and take. Taking it to that extreme is like driving in that extreme. You know, all of us, all of us that are probably, you know, thinking about doing this or competing, we all work out. We all drive cars. We all do that already. But taking it to that next level on that level is is driving in an indie car. So, you know, be be very, very cautious to, you know, who you who you listen to for advice. And if you're doing it yourself, you know, make sure you you read up and you you educate yourself and are aware of what what you're you're getting into because it's real easy to crash that fucking car at two hundred miles an hour. Five hundred days of fuck you. Mm. <laughs> we, just, we just keep letting him back in every here, time. Yeah, I think you choose these questions uh, just so I have to say it. Uh, have you ever dealt with a client that had uh, depression or anxiety, or have you ever had depression or anxiety? Yeah, this is an this is a great question. Uh, studies now show pretty conclusively that exercise, proper exercise, is as effective as popular antidepressant drugs are for treating mild to moderate uh, depression and anxiety. So, exercise done properly 
um, and I would say nutrition as well, um, are great remedies for uh, depressive symptoms and anxiety. They, they do such a fantastic job. I've definitely had clients um, in this case, and I've always seen uh, improvements. Now, whether or not I, you know, there was a cure, uh, I, I won't go that far. But I've definitely had clients come in, and you know, I have them do a medical questionnaire when we start, and you know, some of them are on SSRIs and. Uh, you know, which are, uh, you know, antidepressant drugs or they, 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 they themselves will say they suffer from anxiety and every single one of them has noticed um, a benefit. Now, uh, that being said, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go here. If uh, you make exercise, you become fanatical about exercise and you have an unhealthy relationship with exercise, it will contribute to your depression and anxiety. So if you have a body image issue and you're working out and you're starving yourself and you're looking in the mirror and you see something different than what other people see. Um, and then you treat exercise like a drug and it will only make your depression and anxiety worse. Um, I know someone who she, she did this t- to a point where she passed out in the gym and you know she had to get medical intervention because she overdid the hell out of it. And so it just became a part of her, of her problem. So like anything, if used properly, it's effective. If used improperly, it can actually make things worse. Personally for me, um, I'm actually going through something that's causing lots of uh, somewhat some depression, anxiety. It's a personal issue, so I won't discuss it here. But uh, it exercise for me is the best fucking medicine. Are you kidding me? Like, if I miss a day of workout, I notice a huge difference or a day of activity. So for me, that's uh, it's such a it's a, such a big help. Along with, uh, of course, being on this uh, podcast, it's very therapeutic. But when I go to the gym and I exercise. I immediately feel like uh, feel a million times better, and that feeling lingers and lasts until the next workout. So, um, if you're one of those people and you feel like, man, I, I'm just I'm feeling down and out, um, you don't have to go hard. Just start with easy, light uh, activity. Um, but it's been proven now statistically to uh, to help you. So, yeah, I I would be really interested to, to read studies on on what's going on from a hormonal level, um, on a cognitive level, all those things that are happening from the exercise that reflects depression. I think just uh, mindset is such an important thing, especially when you're going through something like there's got to be something to be said about, you know, walking into a workout and going through it, whether it be an easy one or an intense one. It doesn't even matter. Just the fact of working out and accomplishing that has to have some sort of mental play of of positive thoughts that hey I went in I just I did something right I did something physical my body accomplished it mm-hmm. there has to be some sort of uh, hormones dopamines that get accelerated oh, yeah. from- exercise increases dopamine increases your sensitivity to to serotonin it releases the other catecholamines epinephrine norepinephrine which kind of pick you up and balances hormones isn't that what most all those antidepressants are trying to manipulate anyways isn't that what they're, they, they mess with your serotonin levels and things like that anyway? not, not all of them but a lot of them do the, the popular ones the ssri the selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors what increase uh increase the circulating serotonin in the brain which then makes you you know feel better um exercise also uh done properly will increase uh, the release of dopamine and serotonin and uh some science will show that it increases the sensitivity of your brain to serotonin. So you're more likely to feel love, empathy, and you know, and, and that comes back to yourself. A lot of depression comes from not feeling those, those feelings. A lot of people think depression means sadness, but uh, depression actually in many cases means empty, like, like lack of. I don't mm. feel anything at all. Mm-hmm. And exercising helps you to feel numbness well it isn't that yeah no, i just think of that too like the, the a lot of times I, I know somebody's been on antidepressant medication and they just felt like like yeah mm-hmm. they just felt that numbness 
Mm-hmm. I actually, I don't know about you guys. I actually almost at all times have at least one or two clients that actually go through this. It's yeah. actually very common. For Super me. common. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not. This isn't like a one-off. Oh, I've had one or two clients. Like at all times, I have probably a handful of clients. Well, that, do you know what percentage of, I mean, of America is on some kind of antidepressant drug? Mm-hmm. I don't. What is it? I, I don't know, but I know oh. it's. I know it's big. I know it's a very. I know we're one of the top countries. We're not the top. But it's pretty large. They're one of the more prescribed uh, drugs out there. Yeah, well, you I mean, you you pair anxiety with depression in there, and basically almost every client I have has got one or the other mm-hmm. at one extent or, or another. And that's part of our job. I think as a, as a trainer, I think that's part of what uh, has evolved. Some of us is, is, under, is uh, owning that and realizing that you want to be good at your craft. You better learn that piece of it, too, is how to, how to talk to yeah. people and, and um, you know, emphasize with them and actually – you know, know know how to motivate them in that in that area. And again, too. why you don't always want to go with like hammering your <laughs> your clients in a workout? What a stupid idea! That's you a know? great. That's a great point. That's what I meant by talk about. Prop- talk, talk about uh, so when we remember we did a little review on that that stupid show that's out right now. What's it called? The Fat to Fit to Fat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the things that just I go I go crazy because of course they you know they they cast these guys and it's all show. They're they're all horrific trainers, all of them. And uh, unless they're being scripted and told to do that, I, then you know I feel what I feel like? I feel like when doctors watch Grey Anatomy, you know, when they watch, oh, when yeah. real doctors watch Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> they must cringe. When me and Adam are watching that fucking show, yeah. I wanted to throw something through the TV. These were yeah. the shittiest trainers. Oh, yeah, just to, I mean, like they, they take somebody who is just morbidly obese and you start them off on their program, and like right away, their their mentality is the cheerleader. We got to push hard. We got to go yeah. through this, and they push them till they literally break. Yeah. If you have somebody who is battling depression or anxiety. Breaking them is probably the worst fucking thing you yeah. could do. Oh my, it's Ready not only bad, it's dangerous. It's demoralizing yeah. as shit. Well, you break someone who's got depression, you can go from mild, moderate depression to severe depression, which mm-hmm. is dangerous. It's like, hey, bro, you're fat. I just wanted to remind you how yeah. fat you yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, say like how incompetent you are at yeah, uh, these skills that it I it have. Is the com- when you're dealing with someone with depression, anxiety, it is the complete opposite approach mm-hmm. than that. It's you're trying to build this person up. This person is probably they're eating and they're at they're in the pay- place that they're at because they have been battling this depression and anxiety for so long that they probably ate themselves into the obesity that they're at right now. So being mindful of that as a trainer and knowing that I've got to pull this person out of that. Mm -hmm. And the best way of doing that is not reminding them how fucking incompetent they are by breaking them off in a workout. It's by building. Hey, let's go for a walk today. Let's you and I walk today. Let's have a chat. Let's have a chat and we talk about food and nutrition and education and we just move. Focus on neat. We just move a little bit, burn a little bit of calories, and we celebrate that. That it's a it's a new thing you weren't doing before. Dude, but I have clients that will come in to work out or request a workout because they're feeling down. That is the sign. That is a, a sign of a good trainer. And I'm not pumping myself up, but if you're a trainer and clients are coming to you and saying, you know what, I feel I felt kind of down, but man, when I come and work out. I feel so good and happy afterwards. Yeah. You've done a good job. You're creating an enjoyable experience. Exactly. Doug, do you have a statistic there for us? Is that what you're showing me? What is that? The highest percentage oh, is among women ages uh, 40 to 50. 40s to 50s, 23% of women are on antidepressants. Whoa. That's that's almost one, one out four. of every four Whoa, people on antidepressants. That's yeah, it's, incredible. It's, it's higher for women than men. Well, and that men also, around fourteen percent, which, which makes sense since probably eighty percent of our clientele is women. Yeah, you, you know? know why it's higher for women? I don't think it's because women suffer from depression more. I think it's because women seek help for depression more than, than women. It is men, yeah. men, men are less, I much less likely that. to go to the doctor and say, "Hey, I'm depressed," especially therapy. Right. Yeah. So I think that's why the number is higher than women. And if it's at twenty three percent, there's got to be a higher percentage that are suffering from depression that refuse 
uh, any type of treatment. And we're not done. By the way, we're not knocking uh, antidepressant drugs by any means. Uh, but I will no, say that their place. Of course, I will say this: um, proper exercise and diet um, alleviates a lot of that. And I'd be yeah. surprised. I wouldn't be start, surprised. Always start with that. I wouldn't be surprised if if that number was dropped considerably. If more, uh, you know, women exercised and ate right and did it all properly. Mm-hmm. So, next question, sir. Ryan Lee, what made you successful as trainers and separated you from the rest? Mm, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why it's funny. Shrooking egos. <laughs> I'll tell you why that's funny. Because when I started, tell us sh- how why you're so good. Because, <laughs> yeah. well, guys, me. I'll start. Yeah, uh, number one here. I used to walk around with my shirt off. Yeah, <laughs> this is why. Because uh, when I first started as a trainer, I didn't know that much. I didn't know that much. I wasn't that good. Uh, I wasn't a great trainer in terms of programming. Um, I was thirsty for knowledge, so I was constantly learning. But that's not what made me successful initially. What made me successful initially was that I worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. I was in the gym all the time. I was talking to everybody. I allowed my passion to come through, my passion for fitness to come through. And I talked to people. And people gravitated to me and wanted to work with me because of that passion. I later on developed my knowledge base and became an excellent you Your know, skills. A, a good right. trainer. Yeah, his, his skills. But in the beginning, it was just yeah. I got in there and worked my ass that's off, and it. I was not afraid to talk to people. And that's the secret sauce. It's it's the same experience. Worked hard, stayed there, lived there, breathed it, uh, did everything I could do, asked a lot of questions, followed the best trainers around that I could possibly seek out, uh, was hungry for knowledge, um, tried my best every single time with every client I ever had uh, to overwhelm them with my own effort. And uh, that that really, I mean, people like to just dismiss the fact that it's just hard work. And hard work, it, 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 as long as it's super focused, uh, will take you to, you know, success. It's just, it's a formula that's time tested, but, you know, it's not as sexy as, as what you want to hear as far as, well, I, you know, I had this, this script that I use that would just kill it every time with every type of person. I just, I'm such a good salesman and blah, blah. You know, that's all great. But it really, it, it amounts to your passion and your drive and your work ethic that's going to take you like miles above everybody else. Among all the hundreds of trainers I've, that have worked for me, I have never, I'd never had one that worked hard and was passionate that didn't succeed. Yeah, there you every, go. Single one of them from the worst one succeeded uh, uh, as well as they wanted to, um, who just simply worked hard and had a passion for it. Pouring themselves into these people. That's it. I'll try and be uh, a little less cliche about it. Um, just because I think that, right? I <laughs> How mean, dare you? No offense. I mean, I just feel like that's all I'm handsome because I, I agree. I 100% agree with the boys for sure. I mean, it's. But I feel like that's that's the answer for every fucking business to be successful. Be passionate about it. Work your fucking app. Work more than the next guy. Guess what? You're going to be successful. And it's true. And that should be your staple formula. But there there's some things that I feel like, uh, and I could probably speak for these gentlemen since uh, you know Justin uh, and I worked together for a long time. I've been around Sal long enough to to recognize his traits and things that he's like. And something that uh, we we all three have in common that neither one of these guys said that I think is. Um, very fast. I'll give you an example, and this has been since day one for me. Is uh, in this career, I I by far am not the smartest guy. I by far, um, when I first started, I think I was terrible. But I did have the, this hunger and this passion that the guys are talking about. And 
that that hunger and passion i what what i did to put it to work would be this would be let, let's take an example of how this is applying to me right now right now i'm still growing i'm still learning i'm still improving on on being a better trap a better better trainer and better at my craft so performance is like justin's baby and the reason why it's his baby because this is where his forte it'd be like comparing aesthetics to me because i bodybuilding world and aesthetics is what I've been driven in and all of a lot of my reading and studying and program design is, mm-hmm. it's been centered around that and performance is kind of his world. So right now I'm living in his world of his expertise of mobility and functional training and performance. Uh, and I'm going through that. Now the type of person that I am, instead of trying to be arrogant and cocky about it and be like, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I, where you're going. I know more than him or I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm already a very educated, smart trainer, probably smarter than fucking 90% of the trainers that are out there. I still will humble myself, not only suck up every bit of information that I, I can get from him, but now, and like you'll see what I'm doing right now, is I fully dove into this world. I'm all about mobility right now. I'm constantly reading and learning myself and practicing and applying in the gym, and I will become a fucking master at it. And I will not stop until I am rec- I reckon I am recognized as somebody who is a master in that. Mm-hmm. My entire career has been that way. It doesn't matter what the what part of the the career it is, whether it be a sales aspect, whether it be uh, my my uh, personal skills, my social awareness with people, uh, my people, my ability to lead people. All these all these skill sets are skills that will make you an incredibly talented trainer. And all trainers possess some of these skills. Uh, somewhat or they have one of them that they're really strong in and the problem is so many of them allow ego to get in the way Mm -hmm. and never grow and develop in all the other areas because they find a way to become somewhat successful uh, because of one one way or dogma has worked for them that they close their blinder they have blinders on and they don't allow themselves to continue to evolve and grow I embrace that shit if I find something that I am not a master in I want to learn I want to master it I want to fail at it I want to suck at it make fun of me because I'm not mobile right now Mm -hmm. make fun of me when I'm Mm -hmm. in there doing an exercise I look like a pussy while I'm doing it because I'm not good at it I don't give a shit because I'm I'm mastering that craft right now you're you're talking about the growth mindset and it it, that's such a great point because yeah you're right i do say that in each one of you guys and i you know myself included uh you know i have no problem putting myself out there uh being ridiculed in order for me to uh grow as a person and to uh, uh master this this avenue that i'm seeking and but the other the other point to that then too is like you do what you say you're going to do you know what I mean? And I, and I feel like each one of us, like Sally's like, you know, I'm going to sell my gym and I'm going to be all about this. And that was it. Like, I don't question him on any of his decision making process because I know that, you know, when we make a decision, like people know you because uh, you're going to do it. And that's integrity. That's integrity. And it's being authentic. And I, I feel like that's such a big piece to all this. You can't. You know what? I'll tell you what. Integrity is especially for a trainer. Let me give you guys an example. We have a trainer. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Committed. We have, yeah, exactly. we have a trainer who uh, has been training uh, clients in the gym that I, that I train at, which I used to own, right? And when I watch this guy train, he's an excellent trainer. He's actually one of the better trainers I've seen. He knows his shit. He trains people excellent. Good you know, warm-up, functional warm-ups, mobility. He's good on the power lifts. He's good on the strength training. He's good on modifying his programming for depending on the client, whether they're old or young. Very, very good. Okay. He has now no showed uh, three separate clients three times. Ugh. Right. Just doesn't fucking show up. Yeah. And oh, no, I, I, my schedule, I messed up. Uh, that is fucking stupid. That is 
that right there, if that if he worked for me, I would have booted his ass so fast mm-hmm. because that is an amateur stupid mistake. And as a trainer, if you lose your integrity, you you've lost. You are not going to be successful. Yeah. A trainer with no integrity is a shitty trainer. I don't there care how much go. knowledge you have and what you know. So what Adam, what Justin was talking about integrity, definitely have integrity. If you say something to your client, you better fucking deliver and you better be there for them. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, then they're going to be there for you. Well, you know, we 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 talked about this in a, a previous podcast where we talked about um, the biggest mistake that you can make as a trainer, and I mentioned uh, tying yourself to a, a, a one way or a dogma, right? Because you know maybe it's you know right now it's hot or that's what everyone's doing. You know if you if you become a trainer, then that's part of having integrity. You know is is being uh, the ability to hey I don't know for sure or you know let me look that up or let me let me research that. I still to this day do that all the time. If someone asks me a question and I don't have a very educated answer for mm-hmm. them right then and there, I, I will tell them I say you know what. This it could be this it could be that I'm not sure. Let me read a little bit on it and, re- and get back to you, and then I'll probably be able to give you some better advice on that. Or let me ask somebody who I know is very intelligent that's in, the, in that's that area. And, and so many trainers are afraid to do that. They so feel many, like they have to know everything. Yes, they feel they, they feel yeah. like they need to be. I, I was just mentoring a trainer the other day about that, and I'm I'm talking to her about you know coming to me and and asking me questions like that. I'm like you know ask me if you don't know. You know don't. Don't try and and figure it out yourself, or don't shy away from it to to, to explain to a person because somebody asks you and then you get nervous and you don't want to talk about it because you don't know. Say I don't, you know, I don't know, but I do know Adam knows, and I'll ask him, and you know, he'll be able to explain that better. It's okay to do that. Yeah, you know, people will respect that when you do that, just because they'll what, where you'll lose respect and you'll lose that integrity is trying to bullshit your way through oh, it, dude. and then that comes out, and then you'll ne- that you'll be forever tainted with that person and anybody that's connected to that person. Because that person will say, oh, yeah, no, I talked to him. He was, you know, talking yeah. about this bullshit, you know. So you got to be careful. Yeah, and bringing in professionals, like you said, too. Like, you're not trying to be the jack of all trades. You're trying to stay, you know, very focused with what you're providing with service. And then you're enhancing that experience by bringing other, like, super specialized, qualified people into the mix. Absolutely. Fit to be soon is asking, would you be a living organ donor? Mm. To who? Of family and friends, I'd give Justin an organ. Yeah, yes. which one? Sweet. You do that every day. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it, gotcha. Fuck, I set myself up with that one. Uh, yeah, fam- genitals aren't organs, are they? <laughs> to family members, I mean, for uh, sure. If it was like, I mean, someone important to me, yeah, I'd give them my, I'd give them everything. I'd, I'd sacrifice my life for them. To the to just a random person. Wow, that's a powerful that's a powerful thing to ask. While I'm alive, while I'm dead, sure, take it. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. When you know, I'm saying what I'm saying is like if I had to give a body part which would kill me to save my, you know, my family member, someone close to me, I would even do that. But um, uh, that's a very powerful question. You know, um, I recently have really come to terms with uh, how I, uh, for myself, how I define success. And def- trust me, I'm going. I'm still on the. Subject I was wondering, here. where you go. I'm like, no. what, one of those def- definitions is success. having your organs. No, I'm still. On, I'm still on the subject. No, I'll tell you what. For, Truly successful. Yeah. I've made it this far. And I have Double all my organs. organs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, for 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 some people, success is monetary. Um, and for me, um, you know, I, I've tied a little bit of success to that, but for me, it's it's never been monetary. And I really came to that realization uh, more recently. Um, I mean. I'll give you an example. I was I was 19 years old. I was managing gyms. This is back in like 1999 or 98. I was making well over six figures, and I drove a fucking Volkswagen. And I lived with my parents. Uh, to me, he still drives that Volkswagen. Not the same one, but I still, <laughs> uh, to me, that that's not what what I derive uh, you know uh, fulfillment and pleasure out of. 
I derive fulfillment and pleasure out of helping people. And so when this question, when you, when Doug just post, you know, posed this and then, and then, you know, you're thinking like to anybody, um, wow, that's a powerful thing to say, to be able to donate one of your organs while you're alive, like one of your kidneys to somebody who might need it. Um, I mean, I would, I would, anybody who did that would have the, I would have the utmost respect for. That's an, that would be an amazing yeah. thing. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I don't know. I'll think about it. That's interesting. I would have to be uh, moved to do that. They'd you know, have to close you. Yeah, I mean, somebody could. Yeah, well, <laughs> yes. yeah, exactly. I mean, let's be honest. If you just knocked on my door and said, "Hey, bro, I need to borrow a kidney. Can I have one?" and I don't know who you are, <laughs> like, no, but well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it's two. maybe it's somebody who uh, you know everything's compatible, so you know it would work. You know that. Um, you know, this person is a very important person in your life. Maybe they're not a family or friend, but they're just important. The role they've played, whether it be a mentorship or they've done something uh, very special in the world that you feel like that person is more important than you. And you and you have you've been moved. You've been moved that way where that's the only way I'd feel inclined to give a, give one of my organs while I'm still alive to somebody. Mm, yeah. You know, if it's not. Well, a, was it just when you're still alive? Because I, I know that like. Well, it's a big deal when you're dead. Yeah, right? it's not. But it is for some people in their culture and their, you know, religious practice or whatever really? it is. Yeah. Like. Oh, I don't give a shit. That's I silly. don't either. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Take Put it up to science. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Like, take my my organs, brains, balls, whatever you want. Yeah. You Can you donate saying? balls? I I, I would hope so. Because I'm sure. They, I'm sure they, they could, analyze Somebody could use them. Well, I'm asking because I have. Too I got many, some great. I have ones. too many. You have too you got many. Yeah, so I just might as well donate <laughs> some of them. Your third one needs to go to the orphans. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that would be powerful to give somebody an organ like that. I mean, I think that would be uh, the ultimate. Uh, <laughs> We're not talking about balls anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in a box full yeah. of ice. No, I'd love to give somebody my heart. You know, like that. I always hear stories like that. Like you know, and. When, when they're rushing the heart to some somebody, you know, right as this person died, and then, you know, it just it, it kept them alive and it changed their whole life. Like that's powerful stuff. It is. Uh, so you know, for me, having you know a live being a living organ donor, you know, I could see it because it's tough for me to say no to people in need that are like really in need. You know, what I mean, if they come, they come at me with this story, and uh, I don't know though, it, it would be a that's very tough to decision. It yeah, was, I don't. <laughs> I'm not throwing that out there. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, I just got my blood work to the. Eh, you know, my, I, I, my kidneys are pretty yeah. much shut. I'm gonna need one of those, Justin. I'm running just, on one adrenal gland already, so <laughs> I don't want to like start, you know, having una everything. You know what I mean? Throw uh, uh, Justin's liver is incredibly <laughs> effective, efficient, and effective. Uh, Thinking metabolize I'm alcohol. Like, damn, right? I know. We're gonna take half your liver and give exactly. it to five people. Whiskey. Oh, shit. Uh, with that, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, check out our testimonials at mindpumpmedia.com. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram at mindpumpradio. You can find me at mindpumpsal. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin. You can find Adam at mindpumpadam. And you can find Doug at mindpumpdog. Look at the Facebook page also at mindpumpshow. Mindpump cool. show. Mind the mindpump show. show, Facebook. Yep. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump. If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots or sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com.